Hey guys, it's Grace, GRobs underscore Boston on Twitter, um, your favorite, I don't know. Um, period. <laughs> oh, you, you know what I, yeah, your favorite period. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Like actually when I was, I don't even remember what I was doing, but I just started thinking like people who listen to us like probably have a favorite. You know what I mean? Like one <laughs> of us is definitely their favorite. You know, like it's not you always me. have a you always it's not me you always have like a favorite character on a show or like you know whatever anyway so nobody tell us who's who your favorite is it'll I'll get upset so us both. Care. please stop yeah yeah well because if you tell me recording. if if you tell me that like i'm your favorite i'd be like but why isn't grace your favorite <laughs> yeah I, I would get so defensive either way like it doesn't matter who you say i'm gonna get it's upset like, about it it's like Grace is my favorite. Like, what do you mean? But um, anyways, hey, anyway. I'm Lauren. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is Lauren, <laughs> yeah. the other person on the podcast. Yeah, because yeah, Lauren, Lauren got all pedantic the other day when I said when I when I had a tweet blow up. And so I put our a link to our or a, at to our podcast. And I was like, oh, if you like this tweet, listen to my other unhinged thoughts on my podcast, our podcast. But it was on my tweet. So they would be like, who is this ambiguous hour? doesn't matter your name's first i was in just our trying bio. to get you to say pedantic and you succeeded it wanted, was pedantic <laughs> yeah. um i love it my favorite anyway. grace lore but anyway uh hey everyone it's the your favorite nhl pwhl uh-huh. podcast um so true or it should be true. at least <laughs> uh your anyway. independent girlies you're independent girlies for the time being. Um, but who knows? That may change. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. A lot of news. Um, we got some great questions about the NHL and the PWHL. And I am so glad that you're all here to join us on this lovely It's Friday. I always feel the need to tell y'all when, like what day it is because otherwise I'm going to be like, thinking that you're going to be mad that like we didn't talk about something that happened tomorrow like for example some big things were already happening today like we were supposed to record earlier but we ended up pushing it back a little bit and if we hadn't pushed it back we might have missed the news that spencer martin previously of the columbus blue jackets was just picked up by the carolina hurricanes um that's one of many things that poor guy and that that can kind of get us into one of the first things that i wanted to, to talk about i know yeah, hey Spencer, I'll see you down here in a, in, in a few days. <laughs> um, uh, but that sort of leads into what I want to talk about, which is a lot of trade deadline stuff. So for those of you who don't know, the trade deadline for the NHL comes on March eighth. So we are sort of approaching it. A lot of things happened at the last minute, so nothing that we say here is necessarily set in stone. But there are some rumors twirling, twirling around, swirling around, some rumors twirling, um, twirling you know. Um, but why don't we start with something that I know Lauren uh, talked about on her Twitter, uh, which for the rundown, really, uh, Elvis Merz-Lincolns, who is the current goalie. Do you hear the wind right now? No. That's crazy. It's like insane. I don't even, it's like super sunny out. I don't know what's going on. Um, but Elvis Merz-Lincolns, who is the Columbus Blue Jackets goalie, sort of their main guy, um, he the other night after a shootout win against the Canucks in which he stopped all four shots that he faced, uh, it was very triumphant. Um, he immediately told um, the media and presumably the Columbus brass or had already told them that he wants out of Ohio. 
Um, he said he's really mad, quote, really mad, unquote, and is pulling the monster out of him. Um, you know, so, I mean, Merce Lincoln's is kind of a character. Um, some people really like him. Some people really don't like him. He, you know, just recently was beating on Tom Wilson in his net a couple months ago. Um, he's also been very vocal about, he's one of the more vocal Maybe one of the only vocal goalies about if he thinks the play in front of him is not good enough for him. Um, he's never been afraid to say that, which a lot of people are not huge on. Um, and it sounded like the Blue Jackets were willing to accommodate that. Um, he has kind of an expensive cap hit. He's like $4.5 million, but now without Spencer Martin. Um, I don't know, Lauren. What are your thoughts generally on on – Merz Lincoln's making this request and just him in general. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious editing that. You guys don't know this. I, we just talked for like 50 minutes. Like I know that the big, that the last time I spoke about Elvis Merz Lincoln's was like 50 minutes ago, but none of you guys know that. <laughs> Lauren, thoughts? We, we just had... I got a call from a potential therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Cried a little. Grace went into deep talks. (laughs) And now we're both drinking wine. Now we're talking about wine. Okay. But yeah, so like I said, the whole Elvis vs. Lincoln thing, I I agree with your initial tweet about that he deserves better and the the Blue Jackets suck and every time they're like, this is the piece that's going to save us. Nope. They basically assembled an entire Michigan roster on their goddamn team, and they still suck ass. Um, so, Lauren, thoughts? Um, so, my apparently some report came out the other night that said that he didn't ask for a trade. In the audio clip, it's kind of hard to find now. I don't know if that's for a reason. I assume it is. Um, but he uh, he very clearly said that, not verbatim, but he said that he had requested a trade. So one can only assume that he requested a trade. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe they mediated that or, you know, talked it out, whatever. Maybe he was just upset after, you know, that game. But he, I mean, he was pretty hyped after that game. But um, yeah, he should go somewhere else because he's not getting any help here. Um, and like, he is a good goalie. He just, you know, He's not a superstar. I know uh, mm-hmm. Bruins fans aren't used to that type of caliber, but he's a good, he's a solid goaltender. Who, if you're on a team that is loaded up front and you need, and you need, you have, and you, if you have some money, um, and you you need one more piece, and that happens to be a goalie, this is the guy for you. Like mm-hmm. he will win games, and he will play well. And you know what? Yeah, he does. He does. I just got the fucking notification again. He, he does. <laughs> taunting me. Um, he has a tendency to go into some slums when he's playing. Like, he, if he has one bad game, he usually has two bad games. Um, but that that's also because we haven't seen him with a good team. So yeah. I would love to see what he can do with, you know, a solid line of defense in front of him. Uh, 
I don't know. I just he hasn't been getting any of the support that he has deserved in these past few years. Um, and I would be really interested to watch him because I've always loved watching him um, because yeah. I think that his personality is great. Um, and he's just a fun guy. He The way that he yeah. talks is just so interesting. Um, yeah. Like him talking about getting like the demons out or whatever. I was yeah, like, I know. Pulling the monster like, out of me. Yeah, the monster like, out of me, something like that. Who is like, this okay. guy? I was like, let him cook, Honestly, you know? I love, I love when people who are, uh, like, don't have English as a first language pull out, like, these, like, descriptors that are, like, so perfect, and yet, like, there's sometimes things that will go, like, other, like, people who are English as a first language, like, won't say them because it doesn't, like, you don't think about it, it doesn't, like, comment. Like, I feel like no a person who speaks English as a first language would have that you know, have the words to say, I'm pulling the monster out of me. Like, they just wouldn't, like, conceptualize it. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I like him a lot. I, I understand the criticisms of him. and um, But I don't know. I, I have such a problem with, like, judging. And we've talked about this so many times. I have such a problem with judging people when they've been on bad teams. Like, I just don't think that that is a good measurement of them as a player. Um so I'm like, you know, I'd like to see what he does elsewhere. I'm fine if, if I'm proven wrong and he's actually not that great. Okay. What do you think in general about goalies saying stuff like he has said in the past? I mean, it's been, you know, maybe like a year or so. I, it hasn't been necessarily recently um, that he says, like, that the play in front of him needs to tighten up, that the defense is weak or whatever. What do you think about goalie? Because there's so often we put blame on goalies or we put blame on particular players i don't know what what are what are your thoughts i think you can do it in a way that isn't disrespectful and i don't think he has been overly disrespectful to the people in front of him um they have gone through so many slums the blue jackets that at some point like yeah you're gonna break because you can put your all in every night and it still won't be enough uh, especially that's so true about goaltending in literally any sport. Um, and like, yeah, maybe that shouldn't be said to the media, whatever. But honestly, I don't care. I really don't. Yeah. Like if, 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 if I notice someone is truly playing their heart out and there was, oh, I got the notification again, I'm going to scream. And Girl, turn your phone off, bitch. Lauren keeps getting notifications. It's on my computer. computer. Playing video games. You can do not disturb your fucking computer. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Oh, um, well, clearly you care because you bring I it just... up every time it happens. Because it keeps coming. That's I what she said. Anyways, uh... <laughs> ah! 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 <laughs> I've been on teams that you know there are nights that like you know you really are stealing the game. I don't think I think I don't believe in a goalie stealing a game because I don't believe in the fact that it's a one-person game ever. Um, and that's also the reason why I don't believe in blaming the goalie because it's not a one-person game ever. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think what he said was necessarily harmful. Um, and I, he has gone through a lot, especially with this team. Um, so I, at the end of the day, I think he deserves better. And I think there's a team out there who is a competitor or a borderline competitor that would mm -hmm. do great things with him. 
Yeah. So I hope yeah. that he I hope that he is able to be moved somewhere nice. And I think that we see other players often, you know, whether it's a captain or like even just somebody who's like has some some sort of leadership role on a team who's who's a skater will say like you know uh, all of our lines need to step up tonight or you know we the, the the defense was struggling or whatever like and i think that then when a goalie says it it's suddenly like oh you should have stopped the puck but i'm like yeah you know i feel like we put more on them but like just because a goalie you know isn't necessarily in a leadership role like that like they still like for example i mean Merz Lincolns has been with Columbus for a long time and been through a lot with them, like four or five years. Um, and so it's to me, I think we should have more understanding and empathy when it's a goalie saying it, because honestly, they know that they're the ones who are going to get blamed for this shit. They're the ones who are going to be like, you know, thrown under the bus when their save percentage goes down or whatever. Um, I but- feel like it's also we we minimize the position a lot. And so yeah. it like there's always someone who's going to be like, you just have to stop the puck. You just have to stop the puck. Have you ever, tr- like, have like have they ever tried that? Because it's literally yeah. one of the hardest things ever. Um, it's literally <laughs> you would know. a tiny little puck. And yeah, you have padding on. I understand that. But there's also a giant net behind you. Like, I guess not giant. It's not soccer. But well, it's giant for it's you. It's a pretty big net. And it's pretty big for me, uh, considering I just barely hit the top with my head. Uh, hit the crossbar yeah so (laughs) listen if i stand on my tippy toes i can get there yeah exactly and you have extra tall skates like four or five inches yeah Yeah, they they made them just for me i talked to the power (laughs) people i said hey (laughs) i need a little bit of a push a little bit of an edge against the competition and uh that's what they gave me Um, but yeah so Um, i think that we minimize the position so much to where um you see, like, they say, hey, uh, uh, my defense could have been better, you know? Like, maybe they shouldn't be turning over the puck in front of the net. And then they're like, well, what if you just saved it? They're, they're like, um, L. Woods, it's like, what? Like, it's hard? <laughs> Real. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm always going to support goalie rights and goalie wrongs, so... I don't care if Elvis Mers Lincolns is in the wrong here. I'd rather he be somewhere that he's happy and gets can have a better opportunity for success because the Blue Jackets just aren't doing it. It's like that meme. I was talking about this to somebody the other day. I saw a meme about the Detroit Pistons and there's like a like a guy like holding a like a, the guy with like it's the meme of like the guy with like a piece missing in the back of his head like a puzzle piece and he's holding a p- puzzle piece in his hand and he's like uh, you know sometimes all you need is one thing and for the Pistons it was like on the piece it said like 15 to 16 actual NBA players and uh, like the blue jackets, they keep just need one piece. I think you need a new everything. (laughs) It's not working. Um, But beyond that, so let's talk a little bit more about some other trade rumors because uh, at the end of the day, like the athletic has a a trade um, fucking trade board um, where it basically ranks who they see as the most likely targets in trades and, you know, most likely to see moved or best opportunity to be moved. Um, And to be fair, Merce Lincolns is very far down on it. He is the last one on the list um, Mm. that they have included. Uh, So I don't know how feasible it is for it to happen now. It could happen, you know, postseason or whatever. Um, But I will say, so the top ones on the athletics trade board, um, based on their sources, uh, 
at the top Lindholm for Calgary um, and Tanev for Calgary. So I think the assumption there is that Calgary is one team that we can expect to see pretty big moves. Um, and then another team that shows up a lot further down is Philadelphia. Um, they mentioned Sean Walker. Uh, and then sh- and then the, the Canadians, obviously, with um, Monaghan and Jake Allen being the next on the list. So those are their top five. I think what you can glean from that is that those are teams that, honestly, they're all sort of in different spots. With Philadelphia, they're looking to build a championship-caliber team. They are very close to being number one in the Metro. Um, and it seems like all the pieces are there, but maybe there is just one thing missing and one thing they can they can flip with a team that is not in the running. Um, but other big names that were on the list, Zegras, Maroon, Markstrom, Fleury, um, and my personal favorite, Duclair, who I would love to see as a Boston Bruin personally. Um, but I think it's interesting you're seeing – there was talk that at one point in time the Maple Leafs were in the running for for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury before he signed with the Wild. Um, and obviously the Leafs have a problem, and it's a goalie problem. Um, so I saw one rumor about potentially them moving Samson off with his $3.5 million cap hit um, to a team that that uh, maybe is not in as good a position. Because what are you going to do if you're the Leafs and you're in the uh-huh, – actually, right now you're out of the playoffs. But in theory, you'll be in the playoffs. And I think they're a wild card spot right now. But I don't know, Lauren. So what are your thoughts? What Do you do you see any of those teams making big moves? Um, Calgary, obviously. And Montreal, it doesn't really matter. But at least Philly and Calgary, in theory, more for Calgary, could be a playoff team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Philly definitely is. I don't... I don't know. I could definitely see Zegers being moved somewhere. Um, Just because, because, uh, as the girlies say, his best friend is gone. Uh, Um, Maybe he'll go to Philadelphia. He would not Maybe. survive under torts. He would no, not he survive under well, torts. I don't know. Did you see them at practice at, after all those uh, things were going around? They were in a line. They were in a line. They were the choo-choo train. Yeah, they were the choo-choo. Hilarious. And did you see the coach who was serving as like the rail guard? He had his stick and he was like opened it up for them to get through. Hilarious. I was Dude, losing. I'm it. pretty sure that's me. That's media training right there. Like they put that out for people to be like hey we have fun sometimes uh, yeah for real <laughs> um uh, honestly they don't even have to do any media stuff because gritty does it for them people like philly because of gritty and i mm-hmm. i like philly because of gritty was the picture real where gritty was like hanging down from the side of the uh like the capital the... <laughs> did you <laughs> see that picture where it's like oh my god gritty was there they're trying they're trying to proud boy a gritty i won't let it happen <laughs> wait i actually saw him there you're right <laughs> we are on every fbi watch <laughs> guys i was not i was not at the capitol on january 6th okay okay not this year Next. at least <laughs> <laughs> specify for a reason <laughs> um but anyway trade trade de- trade deadline I-, I will point out for our bruins fans that there were no bruins on the, the trade board 
doesn't mean that it won't happen because obviously the other side of this is that all of those players you saw there in theory have to be traded for another player um and so uh, i'm surprised they didn't tag along uh Ulmark on there because i feel like yeah, that's everybody's him, favorite rumor throw him on there you know that's um, what um my dad called me the other day uh oh. and he was like he was like oh i hear uh they're 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 looking to trade Omar. and i was like yeah who do you hear this from and he was like oh well my you know i was driving from work and felger and maz were talking about and i was like let me stop you there let me stop you there yeah i you know uh, well i was gonna say we we do have to talk about that i mean the the bergeron thing oh god yeah right so other places to not get your information um the rumor boys on spit and chicklets. They're called that for a reason. Yeah, Paul Bissonnette had the audacity to say that he's hurt. So he he sort of fuzzed on it and started with saying rumblings that Patrice Bergeron was coming back, but then he clarified that those rumblings were just that Patrice Bergeron was skating in Boston. Um, likely place for him to be, Biz. Likely place. Um, so that's, what, that's what my dad said. My dad was like, well, I heard he's skating at the at the practice arena. And I was like, yeah, that man is a Hall of Famer and probably one of the best Bruins ever play the game. I think they probably gave him the keys. Yeah, I think he's hanging around probably with good reason. Um, yeah, and so I know. And so the, he was just saying stuff that we all already knew. And for me, if you're going to throw out something that outrageous – and and to be clear, I forget what reporter it was from Boston, reached out to Patrice Bergeron, and I have to imagine was like, hey, I'm really sorry that I have to bother you about this, but people are asking if you're going to come back. And Patrice Bergeron emphasized not, N-O-T, capital letters, not making a comeback, um, which is cool with me. Because honestly, like we know Patrice Bergeron well enough that like he would not have made this whole spectacle of retiring just to come back. Like if there was any chance, if the door was open at all, he would have been like, I'm taking the first half of the season to think about what's best for my family. It's just not right. You know, right now he would have left that door open, but he didn't like even crazy left to go play in, in, um, Checha. Like we, there was still that he never closed the door completely. Um, and then he came back. So I think that that was so silly. And if you're out here believing that, you're not a Bruins fan because you should know that that was going to be silly. Um, do I wish it could happen? Maybe a little, but also I don't think I can bear to have my heart broken again. I cried so much when Bergeron retired. I don't think I could handle it again. Um, Long but that's it. Somebody, somebody did ask us, um, and so I'll just put it in here with our uh, trade talk. Um somebody oh let's talk about the lauco thing actually real quick because this person gave their their uh one of the topics they wanted us to discuss was lauco's twitter manager so during the bruins game for those of you who are not on bruins twitter don't follow bruins uh the bruins were struggling against the blues i believe it was kind of badly um and after like the first period maybe the second people were like fourth line has to be better on twitter people were tweeting this and jacob lauco liked a tweet that said something about the fourth line needing to be better and people were freaking out about it i don't really have a problem with the liking tweets during the game that doesn't really matter to me i just don't care i check tweets all the time but people were really pissed like oh you know he's got to focus and he thinks it's funny that the fourth line sucks he's on the fourth line whatever and so he came out and said that someone else manages his twitter 
I don't know if I believe him. Oh, I don't believe him at all. I'm sorry, Jacob Lelko. You are not important enough to have a Twitter manager. That is simply not what happens. Be fucking for real. I would have believed it more if he was like someone in my family like was on the family iPad and they accidentally clicked like on my Twitter account. Like, yeah. He he tweets way too many things that are out there to have a Twitter manager. Yeah, for sure. Like, come on, today when he tweeted that after Margot Robbie said somebody from Lord of the Rings was like her cinematic crush, he was like, she's just like me for real. That's a guy who is on Twitter reading people's tweets and saying things like that. Um, like, get let's let's be realistic here. Um, so that was silly. Um, that's my opinion. I think it's silly. I think it's a lie. I don't. Again, I wasn't pissed about it, so I don't care that he that he told this lie. I guess people who were pissed about it probably are going to believe this lie. Doesn't matter to me. I don't give a shit. Um, my, my thing about this is like, I understand, I under, I get both sides, um, because, you know, they do get a good amount of time. Like the captains have probably already, already talked. The coach has probably already talked and it's probably like five minutes till they have to get on the ice again. But I will say like, even in high school, if you pulled out your phone in an, inter- during an intermission, you're done for. Yeah. And yeah, and I, in, I in do college, think that's weird. In, in college, there was one game um, where we were playing this team. We should really be beating them. We were losing to them like 3-2. to two. I wasn't in net. Not my fault. Um, <laughs> but uh, so this girl is like on her phone the entire time. And one of my uh, – one of the other people on the team uh, was like, you need to get off your phone. Like we're in the middle of a game. Like what could be – so important that you're on your phone and like it caused a huge like outrage in the locker room and then yeah there was there was a my my senior year was a lot of shit (laughs) um Mm. uh but so i understand the people who are upset about it but that's not something that like we should be sitting here and being like, I'm mad at him because he was on his phone. Cause I think yeah. that like, we're not, we're not his management, you know, we're not. But that's an internal thing to me. Yeah. Like, like if, if someone has a problem with it, if, if Brad Marshan looks over and that kid's on his phone, you should say, Hey, get the fuck off your phone. We're in the yeah. middle of a game. And, and like, who knows, maybe that is what happened in the aftermath that, yeah. you know, Brad Marshan or, or Jim Montgomery or somebody saw it and was like, cut that shit out. No more going on your phone. Like during the intermissions, whatever. Um, and I have to imagine that did happen. So, I, I like, it's not for us. And that's, I also think that Bruins Twitter is such a, um, like a, a, like a sphere. Cause like people who aren't on Bruins Twitter probably saw that reported like on the internet, like that Jacob Lauco had said, I have a social media manager. And they're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Why does that matter? <laughs> like, why like, do we care? care? Right. Like, like it's they, Jacob Lauco. Um, like, yeah, exactly. So, like, I know that we on Bruins Twitter have this different view of things, and it's not a bad view necessarily, but it's just, like, we perceive things differently than people who don't consume that media uh, frequently. Um, but anyway, this person also wanted to talk about the Bruins and who we want to see. They didn't leave their name. That's why I'm not calling them anything. Who do you want to see moved at the deadline from the Bruins? Lauren, I think you've said you don't want to see anybody moved. Is that is that still your opinion? Yes, this is still my opinion. Do you want to see that's someone a, move? That's all you have to say on the matter? 
do I want to see someone move? You know, I sort of go back and forth. Um, because I've seen us get into these slumps. And obviously right now we're on a two or three game winning streak. And obviously beating the abs was a huge win. Um, but, you know, look, is there, am I willing to part with Lauko? Honestly, maybe. And I'm going to get hated yeah. for that. I don't care. Am I willing to maybe part with Boquist? Yeah, honestly, even though he's been playing really well. We have now sort of had the fortunate luck of having players get injured that we've seen these call-ups happen and seen success from them and shown that maybe if they're on a team where they get more minutes, they can be better. So I can see Mm -hmm. those being attractive trade targets. Do I necessarily think that it's going to happen? Do I even think it needs to happen? No. But if Don Sweeney is cooking something, as long as he's cooking something, okay. Like, there are good players out there that I think could add more. Um, But I also don't want to see that at the expense of some of our players. You know, I don't want to see... Potter gets sent down. I mean, he can't be sent down, but stuck out of the lineup constantly. I don't, I, I just don't see any, like us being able to package someone and like someone else, like getting someone else who is actually available, like an actual trade target. I don't really, I don't really see that being a thing because like, what are you going to do? Trade for Connor McDavid? (laughs) (laughs) like i know like everybody talks about centers but in reality i don't see the trade deadline being the time to get a high quality center right now um and i i just don't think it's gonna happen like i I, like i'm I'm going on the fact that yes obviously i don't want to lose players but i just also don't think it's realistic um yeah I mean, but honestly, that's why that's why I'm not in charge of. Uh, yeah, I'm not the fucking GM. Stuff, you know, <laughs> that's about my pay grade. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, do some of these names look attractive to me? Declare, Lindholm, uh, yes, but you're right. I don't know what I would be, what, what I would be willing to sacrifice for those players, and I think that it would take a pretty good amount. And so, I'm okay with not moving anything. Because I think we've seen the Bruins start to, especially these last couple of games, get into, they're sort of learning from their mistakes. They're see, We're seeing the growth that we wanted to get out of this season, you know, whereas last year we didn't have to see that growth and so we didn't get to have it. But this season we're seeing how adversity is leading them to make adjustments. One might say too many adjustments. Jim Montgomery, you can chill out with the lines, man. I, I swear to God. Um, but, you know, so I don't know. I, that's where I'm at with the Bruins. Then again, I didn't think that last year we would make moves, and we did. Um, we made big moves. So, what it happened? I'm also, I'm a firm believer in the fact that if you have a quality team, you can make them a great team just by making sure that everybody buys in to what you mm-hmm. all want. Like if you're a united front yep. and you're able to get everybody to play their hardest every night, especially when it becomes a grind during the playoffs, like you will see some form of success. Like it might not be winning every night. That's not the goal that, I mean, yeah, it kind of is, but 
it's not like attainable. Um, right. So I, I do think that having a team that is unified and not divided like in Columbus is a huge uh, asset to building a team that is able to play in these like early summer months. Yeah, I, I agree. And so I, I, I'm, again, I'm okay with it. Um, it's fine with me if we don't do anything, we being the Bruins. Um, Can you not trade anybody away, please, Grace? Yeah, I know, you guys. I, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll keep your, your opinions and your desires in mind. Um, the other thing, beyond trades and stuff that we didn't, Last week, it was just about to happen. Now it's a few days out, and so it already has happened, and we will talk about it, um, is that the official All-Stars um, that were voted in by the fans um, were announced. And people have some thoughts about them. And let's see if you guys can guess why people had some thoughts about them. Um, so in the uh, East... Jeremy Swayman was voted in. Sorry. Oh, fuck! Damn it, I got a Venmo Lauren a dollar now. Shit. I did so well. I didn't even know. You could have said nothing, and I wouldn't have even done anything. I was was talking to our friend Liam, and I said I should up the stakes, because now it's getting too easy. I'm glad I didn't, um, because uh, then I would have to owe you, like, $5. Um, But... I'll read them to you here. So, uh, beyond Swayman, also in the East, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky from the Florida Panthers, um, Mitch Marner from the Maple Leafs, William Nylander from the Maple Leafs, and Morgan Riley from the Maple Leafs. And then everybody else from the Maple Leafs. And then the AHL affiliate from the Marlies and the Maple Leafs. Um, Well... Let's then hear from the West, uh, who had to add an additional person because I don't know if they're still going to send somebody from Chicago, but they have one. I guess they don't have they they have one more than the East does. Um, yeah, um, from the Avs, Alexander Gorgiev. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> also from the Avs, Kale McCarr. From the Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl. From the Canucks, Brock Besser. From the Canucks, Thatcher Demko. From the Canucks, the Canucks. Miller, Miller. From the Canucks, Elias Pettersson. So, Lauren, do you notice a pattern in that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't I, what are you insinuating? I had nothing. Okay. Well, I think uh, one or two guys uh, from the Canucks are going. Uh, I I understand Toronto, to be honest, uh, because obviously you want to see your people. Do you? Sorry, there's a really loud bus outside my window, by the way. If y'all can hear that, I'll try and mute myself. Did you hear the cop? I did hear the cop. You should have told me. Lauren and I have a lot going on right now. As you can tell. Do you hear how fucking loud that bus is? Do you hear? You must hear it. All I hear is, FBI, open up. And I'm like, (laughs) 
They're, they heard you talking about January 6th. Jesus fucking Christ. They didn't, they don't know that I'm that old lady holding up the flag. <laughs> My knees are probably the equivalent of that old lady's. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway. Okay, I mean, look, people have been up in arms about how many players are from the Leafs and the Canucks. And so on Twitter, you see the back and forth between people who are fans of the Leafs and the Canucks and think that it's valid because those are great players. None of this is to take away from any of these players. These are great players who I think are very good on their team. And I'm not going to sit here and say I think all of them should be all-stars, but they are they're these players. And so you see the back and forth. Um, so here's my take on it. The, the, the optimist in me looks at this and says, this is indication to me that, well, it can go either way, actually, because for, on the one hand, it's indication that these smaller cities, but still pretty big hockey markets is the thing can be can get votes and people will actually vote for who they think are the best players. The alternative side of that, the alternate side of that coin is of course that that just indicates to me that those fans showed up and voted for their players. But I will say like, for example, I know the Kings Twitter, I don't know if they deleted it. The Kings admin tweeted that like, I made some snarky comment about it being all these Canadian players. Um, Like, I don't know if somebody responded like one of your players should be an all-star and they were like, he can't because he's not on a Canadian team or something. <laughs> and I responded to somebody who had been who had taken issue with that to say, like, look, I don't think the second largest city in the United States should be bitching about a fan vote and having a problem with a fan vote. Look, if you had a community that cared more about your hockey team, you would have the power to send anybody you want. That entire roster would be LA Kings, but it's just not as big of a hockey market as Toronto or Vancouver. Um, so I don't know. Do you have an issue with like it being so many players from the same teams that it's nearly a Canucks versus Maple Leafs in the all-star game? Um, I don't say, I don't want to say that I have a problem with it. I think it's, I think it's definitely interesting. Um, Considering, like, I think about the, t- the like, half of the voting and it being on Twitter. Um, which I don't know if it limits, like, other people from... Because I'm pretty sure you can still vote online. Um, but what do I know? I didn't vote. You can, you, you can but I think... It, I imagine most of the votes... Like, once? You can, do it, yeah. you can do it so frequently on Twitter. Like, I imagine mm-hmm. that's how a lot of the votes yeah. came in. Yeah. I don't know. I I do. I understand. Um, like if it was coming to Boston, like yeah, I'd want to see other players. But you know what? Like, I would want to see three or four of my players on my team. You know, um, so I understand it for Toronto. I feel like uh, Vancouver is uh... okay. Sure. Um, the if JT really Miller one gets me a little. <laughs> oh, and the Thatcher Demko makes me a little. Ah, I don't you know, know what? I I'm no okay offense to Thatcher Demko, okay, or his mother, or his mother. I'm sure she's an incredible woman. <laughs> I 
I, I, I do think um, Thatcher Demko at this point is an all-star. Um, I'm saying that for the uh, to uh, make his mother happy because um, I'm sure he's an all-star in her heart all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I just I didn't want to sound any Bruins. <laughs> sorry bub well that's the thing though he's probably just gonna go he would have probably just gone back to alaska so that's fair sorry i'm eating a piece of chocolate um have any any of you guys ever tried blue wine just wondering it's really good you guys should all try it do not listen to anything that she says ever um but you say on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I don't take big issue with it on the one hand because I, I, I don't care. Let your fans get cocky that you have four or five all-stars. We'll see you in the fucking playoffs, you know? Also, it like, doesn't it matter. Depends, like, what's the goal? Do you want right. like your fans to be happy? Like the hometown fans to be happy? Or do you want to reach like record-breaking views you know what i mean like right uh the all-star game has been down recently mm. and that's to no fault of the nhl themselves um i mean the only the last all-star game that really sticks out to me is the john scott one um mm. so well, i don't know, know. what i also think stands out come on when uh oh god it couldn't have been this year it must have been the year before with like Zegris and Jack Hughes and Zegris did the blindfold thing. Was that this yeah, year? No, that was that was the year before. That was last year. I literally have no concept of time, clearly. So I don't either. But at I, any rate, I really don't. And and I will in a second, once we're done talking about this, I will read the all-star uh, the uh, skills competition. Um uh but yeah, I mean so all in all, Lauren, biggest surprise on that list that I just read off to you. I don't remember the list. <laughs> JT Miller, uh... the fucking a bunch of the Leafs, Marner, Nylander, Riley, uh, Bobrovsky, Demko. Oh, Bobrovsky! That's what I was gonna say. Fucking That's Bobrovsky! Where the hell does he come out of here? Why oh, does he always? He's... No, no, he's not. No, no, he's not good. He's not good. Okay, let's first of all let's settle down. He's one of the. One of the better goaltenders no, who we've ever seen in the good. NHL. Okay, he's let's settle this down. I have no hate in my heart for Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, I don't Kruger, either, but he he's he's so overrated. Okay. Great. Like, now Sergei, think, now Sergei I, Bobrovsky's mom is going to come for us. All right? Great. She's going to what? Um, <laughs> Warren! Inappropriate. That is someone's mother. <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> you you literally you can't talk with your tweets girly that's getting cut out because nobody sees those tweets <laughs> oh uh, you mean the ones i did post yeah those yeah. were funny i got so many <laughs> followers from those and i just now i have like now i'm so worried that i have like this super i got to 2k followers i have like this super high standard that i now have to reach i have to put out funny tweets and i'm concerned what? that i can't beat that burden you could you could Think of it like that, or you could just not care. Like, now I you're know, just going to get I, likes. 
I which I have realized that now when I tweet, even if it's something stupid as fuck, people are replying to it. Um, okay, so in the skills challenge, which for those of you who don't know, you know, we've seen people do fun things and stuff in it. Uh, McDavid, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, William Nylander. Um, two will be voted in, but they've already been voted in. So wait, where's the actual announcement? All star. All I'm saying is they're the only way they're going to get me to watch. Uh, I'm going to watch, but the only way that they're going to get me to watch facetiously is uh, by bringing That's back not the, the right goalie word. skating. Not the uh, correct word, babe. Well, I'm I'm using it anyways. Okay. Well, it's like really wrong, you know. Like it's like really. You know what? I didn't ask for a dictionary for a friend. Okay. I asked for well, a friend. Why would you use? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> so the only way that they're gonna get me to watch, period, um, yeah. is. <laughs> Is if they bring back the goalie fastest skater competition. Because yeah. I need that. I need, like, like I understand. Yeah. You know what? It's a little dangerous when you have goalie skating at high speeds. Because we don't know how to stop very well. Um, and we'll probably go into the boards. And we will probably get hurt. But you know what? It, 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 it's something they need to do. And they also need to make the goalies have their own three-on-three all-star game. Yeah. And, and well, to be fair, the the... The skills challenge does include a faster, fastest skater component. Okay, um, and is it goalies? Okay, no, it's not. No, um, but so the the people that are that are the players that are in it um, currently, and then two more presumably were voted in, but I don't know if they've announced those two yet. But Pasternak, McKinnon, Makar, Drysidel, McDavid, Hughes, Kucherov, Matthews, Nylander, um, Pedersen uh, from Vancouver. So, pretty reasonable, I think, people. I think it's interesting that Kale McCarr is in there. Uh, I Wait, mean, you know. Pasternak? Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, they announced that a while ago. He's like the laziest guy on the team. How's Yo, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, so like, it's kind of cool, I think, that they're putting McCarr in there, who I do think, as much as I hate on McCarr, because I don't like him as much as most people do. I do have to admit that I think he is what Eric, people think Eric Carlson is. You know what I mean? Like I think mm, he actually is a good a good, def- a good defenseman who has really great handles, uh, has an incredible eye for playmaking. Um, I think that he is. If you're going to put a defenseman in the skills competition, I think it's cool that it can be him. Um, he's a great skater. Like, he's a great. Yeah, that's what I'm. So like, I think he has all of those facets to his game. So I think that this is a totally cool thing for for uh him um i don't know if he's gonna be the fastest skater but i think he's a really i don't good think skater. he will but he is a good skater yeah um honestly the other ones might not even try that hard and he might like this might be his super bowl his, like he's his, ready to his, go his stanley cup mm-hmm. his roman empire he's already got a stanley cup he doesn't need another one um but everybody rate, wants another Stanley Cup. I want a Stanley Cup. Does. But I I'm not going to sit outside Target to get one. Ha ha ha. Get it? Get it? Ha ha ha. They should have trademarked not, Stanley Cup. What the you're hell? You're not like other girls. You're not like other girls. <laughs> okay. I have I a Hydra Flask. Yeah, I fucking have. I have a Bruins I'm so water bottle. I'm stuck. 
Uh, oh, I have a Yeti. I'm still stuck in fucking, I don't know, four years ago. Mine, what was that? Mine's a Tervis. Bruins okay. Tervis. Got some stickers Tervis on it. Tervis was like sandbox. before Hydro Flask. Like that was a thing. Damn, you're retro. Fucking elderly woman. Okay, chill out. <laughs> um, but, so beyond all that, uh, let's, to lead into our, um, let me make sure I didn't have anything else I wanted to see. Oh, uh, a couple injury uh, announcements. Um, biggest one for a team for whom the, the hits just keep coming um, is that Jared Spurgeon, the captain of the Minnesota Wild, will be out for the rest of the season with uh, surgery on his shoulder, I want to say, um, which is really too bad for a team that looked pretty promising. Um, and is now not. Um, and they really started falling off. Uh, that's the only huge addition. Oh, you know what? One thing that I think we should talk about, um, because we brought it up last week and because I think it's important to talk about these things, especially, you know, it, we watched it happen with the Corey Perry thing, um, is that Valeri Nakushkin, who we talked about last week and the whole thing with the Last season during the playoffs when they were in Seattle, an unconscious woman was found in his hotel room, very intoxicated, um, saying some concerning things um, that like some bad person had stolen her passport, whatever. Um, it was investigated by Seattle police. I don't think any charges ever came out of it, but he eventually came back to play for the team, obviously, this year and uh, uh now entered uh, about a week ago, entered or a few days ago, I don't remember. Um, entered the NHLPA's player assistance program. Um, you know, I stand by that I can separate. I think I said this about the Corey Perry thing that I can separate horrible people from mental health issues. And like, I still think, even if you're a bad person, I, I don't want. Again, I have a lot of very strong radical opinions about how we treat criminals and people that are bad and do bad things. But in my opinion, I don't I don't want those people to suffer. Um, but beyond that, I for me, it I can separate that and be glad that if he has a substance use disorder that needs to be addressed, that the NHL player assistance program can give him that help. Um, I said the same thing. I think it, was, it wasn't Corey Perry, actually. I think it was Lucic that I said this about, that I think that I can separate that part and be grateful for what the NHLPA provides in this capacity because we've seen it work for people. We've seen it help people and still think that the way the NHL handled it was wrong. The fact that Nakushkin was allowed to come back so fast was wrong. Um, but I don't know. For me, that's where I stand on it. I don't know about you, Lauren. No, I, I think I think the same way where if we look at this at, at him entering the assistance program as a bad thing, then we start to create a stigma around the program itself. Mm, yeah. And so if you're willing to enter this program, like I know there have been things that have come out that says that they don't, you know, it's not the greatest program, stuff like that. Right. Um I don't know specifics of what they do for you. Um, but it's important if that if you need help, you start to mm -hmm. work to try and get help. 
And I mean, it's not like it's a, it's not an easy thing to do because now you're, you, you can't play now. So right, it's like you, you are putting yourself like in this position where you're not going to be playing and, but you, you're making that first effort to get some help. And that is like a huge step in itself. Um, and obviously like I do, I wish that things there were more answers with mm-hmm. what has happened with him but i'm not gonna sit here and berate him for joining a program that is supposedly supposed to help him yeah and i think that what you should glean from both lauren's and my takes the the real essence of what i want to make clear is that i think it's important to separate just in in general like separate the the punishment of substance use disorders and mental health issues and punishments for serious crimes uh, and like things that people should be held responsible for. So like in no way is a saying that like him getting this sort of help is a good thing in general doesn't downplay what he might have done, you know, irrespective of any substance use disorder he might have or mental health issues he might be experiencing. Um, but for me, I'll always want to draw that line of like, I, I don't think that a person should be punished for if they're suffering from a substance use disorder. Do I think that they should be punished for the things they do, you know, if, if they do something like while they're under the influence? Yes. Do I think that they are still as reprehensible and as bad? Um, you know, like we talked about with uh, uh, Galchenyuk, right, from the Coyotes at the beginning of the season, like... I can separate, I'm not, I don't want him to face consequences because he has a substance use disorder. I want him to face consequences because he's a racist piece of shit. Um, and so like, that's the line that like is, is being drawn here. Um, but at the end of the day, I agree. I think that while the NHL player assistance program needs to continue to be adjusted and evolve to better suit players needs, I'm grateful that, that the program exists um, because I think it's a starting point that we can continue to grow from. Um, you know, because it's really hard for uh, athletes to come forward and talk about these things when so many eyes are on them. So it, it is an important thing to have and to be open about. So, uh, yeah, shout out the, the player assistance program. I hope that we can continue to grow it in a way that's productive for players. Um, but beyond that, I want to get into our PWHL segment with, uh, a question from our friend Marie to start us off on this discussion. We'll, we'll talk about the standings, talk about some things that happened, but let's start with Marie's question, which was Lauren, who are your top five PWHL goalies? Um, she knows there's only like 18 to choose from. Uh, and they're, what did she say? She said, they're all the best, but what's your opinion? Um, Lauren, let's hear it. Uh, should I go from five to one, one to five? Sure. Let's go five to one. Should you I, can do that. Okay. Because um, I think I could guess your top two, but I don't think I can get your so three through five. I, tr- I tried to be more unbiased, um, and I tried to think about, like, the people who I, like, 100% grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for number five... I always butcher her last name, but Anna Renee uh, she she's so good. Um, she's from uh, Montreal right now, and she is just 
out of her mind. She's she's first off, she's really funny. Like she's a really funny player. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Like she like and that's that's the thing too, is I can't even talk about how good their pads are because yeah, they all have these amazing sets that they created. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I just look at them and I'm just like I wish I had an ounce of that creativity, regardless of who like actually came up with the idea. It's just so cool. But anyway, so after that, I put um, Aaron Frankel because she is someone who oh, I that's also further down than I thought she would be. I yeah. So so okay. she um, I watched her a lot in college because we were in college around the same time. Um, Another great goalie. Uh, you know, she's on the shorter side, so I was a big fan of her. Uh, <laughs> but um so I remember like we'd go to play Northeastern and the, they'd be they would be practicing like before and so you get to watch her and just she's just so good. And um like she was like one of like the big inspirations for young goalies. I remember she used to always be involved in the community and such. Um, and then I put, uh, Maddie Rooney, another, like a USA girl, uh, loved watching her every time she was on the TV. I would just kind of like stand there and be like, what? That's like, she's so good. Um, and then I had Schroeder, um, just because she, I did not watch her as much growing up. Um, but in like the past two years, um, I started paying more attention. Um, and then I saw her when she played for in the uh, PHF. Uh, so that was I. I think she played the game. I only got to go in one game, and she played that game, mm-hmm. and she was like lights out. And so after that, I saw her play, and I was like, yeah, you know what? This is going to be a goalie that I follow, and. She's also just another great person. She has perf- she has great style uh, on the ice and off the ice. And she's just, she's a good person. And then my number one is going to be Nicole Hensley from Minnesota. Uh, just because she was also, her and Rooney were kind of like the USA goalies for like right. growing up with, with me. Um, but I do want to mention, I, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out. Uh, she's not gonna. She's not gonna ever listen to this, and she she does know who I am because she's tweeted at me a few times. Uh, oh, but my favorite goalie, my favorite women's goalie ever. Uh, mm-hmm. She's retired now. She has a family and everything. Uh, Shannon Zabados. She was Canadian, and she, I remember when I was younger. I obviously, as I think you know, Grace and some other people know. I have really curly hair, and uh, when I was younger, it was really curly, and it would really? be huge, and it'd be frizzy, and she also had really curly hair, so, oh. <laughs> so I was attached to her, like, ever since I saw her play USA, like, I would start watching Canada games so much more often just to watch her play, and um, I was able to talk to her a few times, she's extremely kind and just 
a wonderful person. And I think that's like the great part about like this list that I have is they're all really great people. They're all really nice. They're really kind. They really care about the sport and they care about growing it. And so it's like the goalies that I left off, like that doesn't mean that they're not great. And that doesn't mean that like, they don't care about the sport. Like they've done so much. Lauren's covering her ass in case they're listening. I I love that. If you're listening to this right now, well, you're gonna go to the top of the list, actually, if you're listening to this. Yeah, if so. you're listening to this, you you send me a DM. Yeah, uh, you can come on. You can come on the podcast. Come on the pod. Hell and, yeah. And um, hmm. and I'll love you forever. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. So, well, then let's talk a little more generally about. Or actually, I want to make sure there was nothing that we missed. Um. Oh, and then uh, she also mentioned about the PWHL that she saw a tweet, she doesn't remember from who, that basically said the teams are all made up of all-stars since there's only six teams. Um, And she did say the goalies have to be insane for their teams to win any given night. Um, I think that is a really good point that like when you think about because they're so concentrated on these six teams, and we obviously talked about it a lot, like that because there were two leagues – that players were being drawn from that it does create this very concentrated pool of players and like good players are getting left out. Whereas we're talking about the NHL with 32 teams, they're very spread out. Um, that's why. Yeah. There's well, some shit ass players. Well, that's why you'd think that you'd think that there were, that they'd be pretty spread out, but apparently four people, five people on one team are all stars and four people on another team are all stars. So who knows? Um, but that is a really interesting point. I had not thought about that, but, um, more into the actual standings, Lauren. Do you have them pulled up? I didn't pull them up actually. Um, I can pull them up right now. Yeah. Um, I wanted to throw out there while you pull those up about when you were talking about the pads and stuff and the sets. I love that the PWHL has the room to have all this creativity, and I hope that you know in the future, like maybe next season, they'll implement like. I think they will be able to have like specialty nights and stuff. And I'd love to see like a pride night. Cause I feel like a, they would do it way better than the NHL does. Um, or, you know, other sorts of, of nights for, uh, you know, groups that have historically been excluded from hockey. Um, then I was thinking about how crazy it was that like players, pl- th- like there are players who play on a line with their partner, like their spouse or their fiance. That's weird. Like that is so weird. I cannot imagine like playing a professional sport with my spouse. Like that would be weird as fuck. I would be, I don't know what I, I'd be like, I don't know. I genuinely can't. Well, like what if they make that. a bad play? What if, right. what if they and like, like, and yeah. like, you got to fucking don't ice the fucking puck there or whatever, you know, like you got to tell them. And then you're like, oh, no, nah, I'm a bitch, you know? Um, Oh, but anyway, this their standings is set up so weird. But anyways, I don't um, like the website. I'm not. I'm not trying to degrade anything. I don't like the PWHL website. It will get better. Everything will get better. <laughs> I think it's like everybody here. They don't names. They don't names. Like it's it's all it's not, it's in the works. Everything's gonna be okay. We're yeah. gonna be fine. Um. So we our standings are PWHL Minnesota. Uh, with who are four zero and one, uh, Montreal, who is two zero and one, uh, Boston, who jumped from last in the standings to two and one. Uh, there is like a you know a big 
difference in some games here just because uh that cancel it canceled game um but then we have new york who is two and three and then we have wait i think i uh montreal was three one and one that's my bad uh but then we have ottawa who is one oh and two which is a very surprising to me i was really think that they're thinking that they were going to be better but you know what they haven't technically lost in regulation so uh, and then we have uh, Toronto, who is 1-4. Uh, that's really tough for Toronto, but you know what? Uh, sucks to suck. Uh, now they're going to fucking win the championship. But, um, yeah. So, uh, some games that happened. Uh, so, we had... New York uh, beat Minnesota in overtime, three to two, which was uh, was a big big win for New York, um, especially since Minnesota has been shown to be a powerhouse as of late. Yeah. Uh, Montreal beat New York. Uh, it was like New York's playing all the games, and then Boston beat Toronto three to two. To which I timely Amazing. tweeted, "It is a great. It always is a great day." to beat Toronto as a Boston fan. Um, so, shout out to Boston. Uh, making a yep. little jump in the standings, even though they haven't played as many games. They're I missing think, a game, uh, yeah. Them and, them and Ottawa have only played uh, three games in comparison to everybody else's five. Because they were um, supposed to play each other when the storm happened yeah. last week. Yeah. I don't remember if that happened before we were on. But um, I was interested. I am. I think that it just is a, a virtue of, like, Boston and Toronto. I was gonna. I was mm-hmm. curious to see what rivalries transfer from, you know, people who are NHL fans as well and are watching the PWHL now. Like, what rivalries like transfer over? Because like, I don't feel the animo- Like, I know that Bruins fans historically have been, you know, rivals with the Habs. Like, the Canadians is like a big one for us, as is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I don't have the same animosity in my heart for the PWHL Montreal team that I have for the 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 um Toronto PWHL team. <laughs> like it's just something about Toronto, um, I think. And I like that we can have these rivalries and it's fun because it, I think it's hard when you have such a small league that it's hard to have those rivalries because it's like what is every fucking team your rival? You know what I mean? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I was looking at um, scores. This is so, their, their website is, you're right, it's really not great because you can't really go back. No, I guess you can. I, that's um, the other thing that I, that I wanted to say that I don't know if anybody who is listening has any power to change this. Um, is that uh, I don't like that for a while. They might not be doing it anymore, but like for the first few games, the the game that was happening would not necessarily match the the name of the actual game because they were like using the same broadcast, but just changing the name. So like mm-hmm. at one point it was like saying that it was like you know the. Uh, New York versus I don't know who it was, but but in actuality it was like an Ottawa game. So I was like, if I think it's just because they're using the same broadcast. But anybody who's over there at YouTube on the PWHL YouTube, if you want to just watch out for that. Um, like, what? how do I get to Boston's schedule by themselves? Like, 
I can't do it. I literally can't do it. I click on them and I go to their roster. Like, okay. Also, do they uh, well, do they have uh, stat leaders for individuals? Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, yeah. I can go through those. Um. All right. So, to nobody's surprise, uh, Alex Carpenter is leading the league in points with seven. Uh, seven in five games. Uh, and then we have Grayson Winkle with five goals. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Good name. Yep. Good. Gotta love Grace. Um, Aw, that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maureen Murphy is uh, leading the league with five assists. Um, and Nicole Hensley is leading the league with a .946 save percentage. It's interesting they don't have a goals against average column here. Um, but I think I I have it open on another website that I think I I was going to say, it's also hard, like, that I know with so few games played and some teams, like, switching oh, yeah. goalies. Like, now you've yeah, got, like, you can't. a goalie who's played two games and a goalie plays one game. Like, it's hard to... Yeah. Well, um, if you go by goals against average, uh, Maddie Rooney has a 1.45 in two games. Pretty solid. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving everything so far. I think that – I think it's kind of cool to think about, like, Minnesota, I I, uh, agree, is looking kind of insane, and I think that it's – it's cool to think about that like all these teams are establishing like their brand, like the same way that the original six in the NHL did. Like these teams are establishing themselves. They're the original six in the PWHL. They'll always be the original six in the PWHL. And what are there sirens? Music. Weird. Someone I is do hear playing it. their music in the in the street. How do you have eardrums? Like, um, but I think it's cool to think about like teams are building their character right now and have the Mm -hmm. opportunity to sort of establish themselves in a particular way. Like, you know, if Minnesota continues to succeed on the path that they have been succeeding on, who knows? Like, that's gonna, that's gonna reflect on like, you know, in the future, it's like Minnesota is this powerhouse team and like they've created this history for themselves. So I think that that's pretty cool to think about. Like, I think what people should really also appreciate about this beyond it being this incredible thing for women, this incredible thing for, you know, women's professional sports, like you are witnessing the beginning of, if we continue to invest in this league and we continue to support it in the way that we have, and they continue to invest in it, you're witnessing like the beginning of something like in the same sense that people who aren't alive now could look back and remember when there were, six teams in the NHL, like we are going to be able to look back and tell our kids and tell, you know, young fans of the sport about this beginning period. Um, never neglecting the the history of women's hockey before this, but just adding to that to be able to say like that, that this happened and we witnessed it happening. So if you're not invested now, you should be um, because we are witnessing this huge new part of history and in, in the history of women's hockey. And it's amazing that as much as I wish it could have happened so much earlier, I'm very grateful that we get to be a part of it. I always say that about like one of my favorite things about being a woman is getting to 
empower and experience the empowerment of other women, even if you want it to have come sooner, being a woman gives you the opportunity to build up other women um, just by virtue of the society that we live in. So I think that it's really cool and special to be a part of that. Um, and so I really can't encourage anybody enough if you're not already doing that um, to continue to do it because it's really cool and it's really special. And it's something that I think, you know, 20 years from now, we can all look back on and appreciate that we got to do together. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think that's something that like goes with um, like, I don't know, this year we started a podcast and now we're able to talk about women's hockey on it. And I think that's insane. Yeah. I think that's really crazy. Um, right. And to think about like all the years that, I spent wanting to talk about women's hockey and I basically would talk to like a, a wall about it. And now uh, we have people who are going to listen to it and support it. So yeah. Yeah. Period. Um, and a shout out. I know that this was, this was just like something that is very, it was very near and dear to me that when we were at the Bruins game, um, you know, in warmups and stuff, it was the night that Minnesota was hosting its first home game. And our friend Greg, who if you guys don't follow, his, his name is Good Vibe Greg on uh, Twitter, was keeping up with how it ended up being the biggest crowd the PWHL had had as yet and was keeping up with it and showing it to us and keeping us updated. Um, and I think that that sort of excitement is just indicative of how special it is. Um, and it, it reiterates what I, what I said earlier and that Lauren has said multiple times that the biggest way to continue to support this is to talk about it um, and tell people about it, tell people to watch it. Um, you know, if you're at a bar and you can put on Nessun during a game, have them put on Nessun. Like it, people will be invested in it. Um, sometimes they just have to give it a chance. And so we have to be willing to, to hold that space for them. Um, I saw a TikTok that me oh. that meant so much to me because um it said uh i live in a world where my dad called me down to watch a hockey game and it was a pwhl game and i was like oh fuck dude like like i'm, I'm like i could cry right now about it like actually just thinking about that yeah i just felt the tears i'm not even kidding yep um so oh yeah and that's yeah and and like, I just kind of sat with that amazing. for a little bit, and it was just like a good feeling because that was never that was never a thing. Like, I mean, I told that story about my goalie coach being like, "You really want to play in the professional women's league? Like, you really want to play in the NWHL?" It's like now, like, yeah, now, yeah, you know what? I want to. If if I was a kid and I was still looking at having a future in hockey because my uh, my knees can't support me anymore. Sorry, guys. Um, I would 100% be like, okay, so now I can go to college and then I could play hockey somewhere and I can make a living off of it and I could, you know, be on be on TV and yeah, no, grow I the think sport that, that I love. And that's such a testament to, like, obviously, like, Lauren and I, we, we're here and so many other women out there who love sports um, you know, all of us have different ways that we got into it. I know for me personally, it was watching it with my dad. And to think that there are now girls who can watch it with their dad or their mom, any of their parents, whatever. But the fact of the matter is that like, there is a women's hockey game to put on. There is women's hockey to talk about. Um, cause that just wasn't a, a viable option, you know, when I was eight or nine, 
Um, it wasn't going to be on Nesson and people weren't going to be talking about it. And now they are. And that's so um, special and cool. And so I love this new opportunity we're creating for so many women and, and the chance to bond with other people about the sport is so cool. Um, so <laughs> did I ever tell you about how I got into hockey? No, how, I think you you probably have. We've talked about a lot of things on this show. I'm going to be honest with you. Did I tell you, like, the real, real reason that I got into Is hockey? Is it, like, a secret? Tell the real, real reason. Um, It's not a secret, but I think it's hilarious. So I know I've told you that That's I got into place. hockey in, like, 2010 during the playoffs okay. with the Bruins when they were playing um, Philadelphia. Yes. And I told you that that was, like, my first heartbreak ever. Yeah. So... The only reason I started watching the Bruins was because my dad decided to uh, get tickets to the game. And he brought my oldest brother. And my brother was telling me, he was like, yeah, I'm going to the Bruins game tonight. And I was like, I I, I, I watched hockey when they watched hockey, but they weren't really big hockey people. Like, my brother used right. to be a big Bruins fan. Um, but, like, not like a watch every night or every game mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I called my dad and I was like, is it true? Are you really taking him to the Bruins game? And my dad was like, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I was pissed off about it. Yeah. So then I was like, I was like, I'm going to become a bigger fan. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch hockey. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to play hockey. And yeah, so that was, uh, that was my thing. Honestly, that's the next so, year they won the cup. So that's so valid. Like I, I remember. Like I think the first. So it must have been like when my brother. Like I was always interested in hockey. I was honestly a bigger basketball person growing up because of my brother, who uh, mm-hmm. was a basketball player in college and stuff. Um, but like when I really started getting into hockey, I had to be like maybe like sixteen, seventeen. Um, so I was pretty late to the game, even though like I liked it and my dad liked it. So I. I you know, enjoyed it in that sense. Like I remember being in, we were in Orlando, like at like Universal when I was way, way younger. And my dad needed to go to a place to watch uh, the Bruins game during their 2011 Stanley Cup run. So uh, it was always on my radar. But to be fair, like my brother, so he used to go to a school called Seton Hall in New Jersey. And I remember oh. that he and my, he and my dad went to a, um, uh, a devil's game and funnily enough like they have the cup my dad got like one of the souvenir cups guess who's on it who taylor hall oh god isn't that so funny yeah so there's a cup in our house that has taylor hall in it in a devil's jersey i forget who they were playing it might have been the sharks or something somebody weird um but i remember like being like jealous that they did that and they got to do that and so then the three of us ultimately ended up going to a game all together i think my freshman year of college and since then my dad and I just go to the games. So uh, it's sort of <laughs> been a little shift in the narrative. Um, we both yeah, took so over for our brothers. <laughs> we took over for the brothers. Yeah, we we, we took the uh, – and still to this day, I mean, like I remember when the Bruins lost in last year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, the first thing my dad did was text me and said, I've loved watching the games with you this year, um, and I can't wait for next season. So like it's always been like a special thing for us um, that's been really meaningful. And so See, it just adds what? That's so sweet because every it, time it was I would watch the games with my dad, he'd be like, Wow, Tukaras sucks, huh? 
honestly though, my dad was kind of a Tuca hater. My dad is like he's Aww. not anymore. My dad, oh, I had to rail against this. My dad is also a Jakey hater, and he's also at times been a Trent Frederick hater. I think he grew on I think Trent Frederick grew on him a little bit because my ex-boyfriend's favorite player on the Bruins was Trent Frederick. And so my dad, you know, you know, chumming it up with Hunter was like, yeah, Trent Frederick, you know, he gets into these fights or whatever, because he played a lot like Hunter played. So now I think he's kind of grown with my dad. Um, I'm going to have to ask him. You I'm can't. Gonna, I'm going to uh, bring up Cooper up. to your dad. He, to your face, he will never say a word against him. He knows better. He knows better. I will um, argue him so much. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right. Well, that said, let's get into some questions that we got from people. Some people gave us some great questions. One that really is like, thank you, M. Virga, our friend, for putting this into words. Lauren, do you remember a few weeks ago? We were, it was the week we were talking about Pookie. And I brought up this TikTok that I had seen about people being – all I could remember was Kiki, that there are per- certain people in this world who are Kiki, and there are certain people who are Booba. But I couldn't remember the second word. I just knew in my head that this had happened. M. Virga, thank God, brought it up um, that players are Kiki and Booba. So true. This is what I'm talking about. There are people in this world, and everybody listen to this and just conceptualize this. You look at a, they're typically men that we're thinking about. There are some people who you look at and you're like, that person is Kiki. And like that, they just give Kiki and there are people who are Booba. So for example, the example I can think of, um, for those of you who have watched The Office, like John Krasinski, even though he like gets buffed for these action movies and stuff, he's still Booba, right? That's a Booba man. However, if you think about someone like Killian Murphy, he's Kiki. That's a Kiki man. Lauren. <laughs> and I do just want to shout out our friend M. Virga has started a pod called Weymouthers. I don't know if they pronounce it Weymouthers or Weymouthers. Uh, has started a podcast. <laughs> well, I know that it's Weymouth, but I think the play on the words is Way is like they talk. Is that not the play on yeah, the words? Okay. I, I'm pretty sure. But... So then it would then it would be Waymouthers, like for the fun of it. Anyway, it doesn't this it doesn't matter. But point is, if you all want to listen to it, um, you totally should. Um, and they had done this talking about Bruins They're players funny. being Kiki and Booba. Okay, hear me out. Charlie is, McAvoy is, there... is the epitome of Booba. He is so booba. So if you guys are picturing this in your head, he's booba. I don't know if I have like a sensory disorder that is making this make so much sense to me, but booba. He's booba. Do you not think he's so booba? Okay. I'm a little confused. Brad Marchand is Kiki. He's Kiki. Okay. Is this is this just like a it's it's the same way that we talk about Pookie. Like some people are just Pookie. They give Pookie. Some people no, are Pookie Kiki. has like science no. behind it. Pookie is like, you not like, getting this? Ah, I don't like. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. But I just like so that so, doesn't make sense. Okay, so Lauren wait, wait, just wait. pulled a, wait a picture of these shapes, and this is the way that it's described. Like Kiki's like sharp, jagged edges, like sticking all out, and Booba is more like a a, okay. a lobular. So what if I said? Is it true? Let me let me get let me get a range on this. Is it true that 
Frederick is Booba. He kind of uh, sits on the edge to me, but I think he leans towards Booba. Yeah. He leans towards Booba. Jake DeBrusque, I is also it, think, is Booba. Is it true that, like... Lauko is Kiki. He's Kiki. Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't... I don't... I don't... What's the science behind People are going to be like 100 years from now trying to decipher this, and it's just not going to make any sense. They're going to be reading it like fucking hieroglyphics. I'm referring to so, these players. Is it just looking at the shape and being like, that someone? No. No, it's like everything about them. Their their personality. No, no, no. Their... no but like, but like, how do, like, what is... <laughs> so, I think inherently when people are pooky, they tend to be booba. Okay. That Whereas Kiki is like, <laughs> I sound like I am certifiably <laughs> insane. <laughs> I don't know how this is. You need to watch the video to understand. She explains it way better. Um, I'm just going off the shape. Okay. Well, yeah, that's like the basis of it. Everybody go look up Kiki and Booba, and I hope that it will explain it better to you. Um, but like if I'm going down the line, so Lauko is Kiki. Danson Heinen is Booba. Um, Matthew Patra is very booba. He is the most, he is the epitome of booba. Um, David Pasternak is Kiki, I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, now you're on board. Um, I'm on board. I'm just a little confused. Charlie Coyle kind of sits on the line for me, but I think. I think he's Kiki. Oh, I think he gives booba at the end of the day, but he's <sighs> sitting on the line for me. He's like the middle ground, okay? Okay, okay. Um, um Tim Thomas is Kiki. Yes. Correct. Okay. Right. And I think I think Tuka Rask is also Kiki, but I think Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark are both booba. Booba. Yeah, big time. Okay. All right. So now I think Lauren's getting it. I just needed to We're put it here. in goalie terms. <laughs> I needed to, to <laughs> Convert to goalie terms, uh, scientifically. Um, <laughs> I that's the only way I'll understand. Yeah, Brandon Carlo, booba. Mm-hmm. Oscar Steen, booba. Who else we got? Boquist is Kiki. <laughs> Merkulov is Kiki. <laughs> he is Kiki. Oh yeah, he is like the, almost the most Kiki. Um, he's like the other end of the spectrum. Um, who else am I missing on the Bruins? Geeky is Kiki. Geeky is Kiki, <laughs> for sure. Um, who else? Oh, Van Riemsdyk? Kiki. He's Kiki. I can get behind that. Is there anybody else that I'm forgetting? Is Lindholm, Booba. Um, Mason Lowry, honestly, I think is Kiki. He's close, but I think he's Kiki. I don't know. I'd give him Booba. You go booba? Okay. <laughs> this is I just can imagine people skipping over this part in the episode. Because they were like, what the fuck is happening? Are they both on drugs? We're not. Um anyway, thanks for the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, Philly uh threw out there, and, and I'll start with Jordan. Um Jordan's question about the standings, because we didn't really talk about those directly, but based on the way the standings are looking right now, are there any playoff matches you'd really like to see happen and any you really don't want to see happen? So if I'm being honest with myself and with the world, 
I both want and really do not want to see the Boston Bruins hit the Carolina Hurricanes. The reason being, number one, I think we would smoke them, and so I want it to happen for that reason. Okay, that's my that's my thing. I think it'd be awesome to watch. It would be very vindicating for me as a human being. Why I don't? I will spend an, outs- an insane amount of money on playoff tickets, and I will um, be the most obnoxious person in the stadium, for sure. I don't want that to happen uh, because I don't, like history i'm scared I mean, it's, it would be vindicating it would be the revenge we've been waiting for the past few years we've been building build it and they will come do you know what movie that's from um i i i i know i've seen it field of dreams okay yeah. if you build it they will come yeah <sighs> Could have made a joke there. But, uh... <laughs> Alright, so how about for you, Lauren, are there any you really would like to see? Ba- r- ones that are realistic based on the current standings. I mean, if we look at them, um, there are some good matchups. I mean, a lot of people have been saying the rumblings that right now the Bruins are looking really good and the Canucks are looking really good. Could we see a repeat of the 2011 Stanley Cup Final? Maybe. No, I'm scared of that. I don't want that. You're scared of but um, we won! Um... <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I, I would be scared that we wouldn't, and I don't. I don't want to think like that. Um, we I could recreate for, the picture that they took in Vancouver of those two people making out in front of the flames, but we could right, do it so in Boston. I, 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 I do want uh, the Boston Bruins to play the Vancouver Canucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> um. So I always love playing the lightning i think Mm. they're always an interesting team to play against for my own cardiovascular health i would prefer to avoid toronto um yeah just because i just i just can't do it because there are teams that you lose to and their fans are just like well you lost and then there are teams who have fans like toronto who are like well there's one one person in my mentions constantly who's like, huh, well, we have we have so many more cups than you guys. And so I asked them, I was like, were you alive for the last one? Yeah, when was the <laughs> last one, babe? And and they said yes, which, which prompted me to say we need an age limit or I mean, an age oh, maximum. Oh, that was what prompted that? Age, yeah, that's good. Oh, um. But yeah, I, I just, I don't like playing Toronto just because I don't like dealing with the fans online. Well, and and honestly, like that, that's the other downside of if they played the Canes is that I already hate Canes fans. Guys, I have to be honest with you. There is not anyone in this league who has more insufferable fans than the Carolina Hurricanes. And I know that I'm especially appreciative of that because I live amongst them and I've not met one that I like. You guys might not get it, but they are the worst. Um... But, like, I think a really good example is, like, I'm kind of glad that it was the Panthers that beat us in the first round. Um, Because I'm going to be honest, their fans were okay. Like, if that had been the Maple Leafs as a wild card. Well, you want to know why? Because they don't have fans. (sighs) (laughs) Um, No, there are some fans. Um, 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 When I went to the game the first time versus the playoff game, it's funny how they just suddenly were able to like sell all their seats. 
All right. Isn't that I'm wild? Not, I'm, in fact, I'm thinking that I like Cats fans because they were not insufferable when they beat us. Other, other the fans only insufferable were insufferable. The one was Sophia. True. Other fans uh, were insufferable to us on your behalf. Um, you're welcome for that. Um, you know, we want Florida. Okay, you're welcome. Congrats. <laughs> then you got to beat them. Um, I feel but- like I also have to put a disclaimer in there that... Uh, Sophia did text me after uh, after they lost, uh, doing a wellness check on me while I was crying on the toilet. Um, That's so real. So, so, Yo, I uh, cried. No, Sophia, I'm I kidding. Cried. I love you. Yeah, I went into I my don't. room. I uh, I shut the door. I uh, sat down for a little while, you know, just thought about my things. Had to go to the bathroom. Sobbed a little bit more. Sophia texted me. I sobbed a little bit more. And then I cried a little bit more. And then... Um, here we are. And then I went into my class and I got a B minus on the exam the next day. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, but like matchups, at least in the East, like I am not saying it for right now. I think come playoff times, I will feel confident in enough, enough in our team to be like, I think if we play our best game, we can compete with anybody. We can take anybody in a seven game series. Um, I don't feel that way right now. Um, and again, it will take our best. Like it will take the very best of us to do that to a lot of these teams. Um, you know, I saw a tweet of somebody like people projecting in the projections of like the percentage of making the playoffs. I don't know. They have the capitals at like 2%. Somebody tweeted, I think it was Joe Vetchkin on, or she changed her name now. I forget what it is now, but, um, not a fan underscore Joe on Twitter said like uh that what that fails to account for is the 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 capitals unwillingness to die you cannot put this team down they do somehow keep coming back so they could still very much make the playoffs so i would love to i'm perfectly fine if we drop to second in the standings and play you know i don't want it to be toronto but a red wing series would be fun for me um if we drop even to third and then we're left to play whoever the two seed is, the Red Wings. I think that I think that's a reasonable matchup that could happen, us against the Red Wings. I think another reasonable mm-hmm. matchup that could happen is us against the Penguins, against the Caps. Um, I don't know how much Philly can hold this out. I can see us hitting Philly. Um, I just don't You're want gonna to You're going to hit us- Philly? Philly, I would never. Philly, you're hearing me? I would never. I love you so much. But, um. But at any rate, so, uh, yeah, thank you for the question, Jordan Swaymark on Twitter with three Ys. We love you. Um, I actually got to meet Jordan for the first time uh, last week when I dropped off some some stuff that we had gotten for her. She is wonderful. I adore her. Um, and Philly, so talking about the standings, Philly says, okay, so I checked the standings the other day and saw that Philly is second in their division. I thought they were a bad team. So can y'all break down their success and whether it surprises or doesn't surprise you ladies? Um, Philly curious about Philly is how he signed off. Um, I was going to say, is he only paying attention because of the name? Because it was Philly, yeah. Um, I, I do have to say, I don't think you'll meet anybody out there who at the beginning of the season, or like who now, if you ask them looking back, would not say that they are surprised. I don't think anybody anticipated Philly being this good. It's what I like to call the Tony D'Angelo effect. When he's no longer on your team, you get better. And when he's added to your team at the Carolina Hurricanes, you get worse. Um, 
So I don't know. It, it surprises me. It still surprises me. But they've looked amazing. I watched some of their game last night against the Stars, and they won 5-1, to one, I think, and the shot differential was something outrageous. Like, And it wasn't even that the Stars looked that bad. Philly just has puck movement. They, I mean, have the ability to like use the whole ice. Their defensemen are really offensive-oriented, um, but they're still pretty good on, on, on defense. And so I think a team that even has kind of lackluster goalie talent, sorry, um, is making a, a, an impact. And, you know, you don't see them showing up in the All-Star game, but they're showing up in the standings. Um, so I don't know. Lauren, what are your thoughts on Philly? Um, from a goalie standpoint, you're seeing Carter Hart playing better, not great, but better. And then you'll seeing, uh, Sam Arison. He's also playing pretty well. He's gotten a fair share of games, um, which is like in the past we've seen Carter Hart take the majority and he has struggled. Um, and, um, I mean the constant trade rumors about him probably did not help, um, but he hasn't looked bad this year. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's because his team in front of him also seems to be, you know, buying in and playing well. And that's, you know, the whole thing, like on paper, like they may not look like the best team, but they're playing well, they're playing good enough. And that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, I think they're a good example of a team that, like you said, on paper, just okay. Um, but, when they're together and they're clicking, and they're also a team that if you look at the actual score sheet, the scoring is pretty spread out, um, which is significant because that indicates to me that they're a team that can make anybody better. Um, so it is scary to think about them getting somebody at the trade deadline. It is scary to think about them getting to the playoffs at full strength or even not at full strength because clearly other people can pick up the slack. Um, I'm really impressed with Philly, and they're not they're not a team that I hate. Uh, I don't have hate in my heart for them, even though I have hate in my heart for a lot of Philly teams. They exist. And I think that we've just ignored them because they haven't been phenomenal the past, you know, two years or so. Um, But they are demanding attention now. Uh, And I think it's warranted. Yeah. So I think they're also someone who I think it's interesting because they're also buying into the goalie tandem a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, which That's has good. been, you know, I I think it's a testament to if you have two goalies who are able to work together and, um, you know, you're able to get better together and switch off every night and not have to play every single night, you're going to be better off in the long run. So something to think about. Um, sorry, my friend just texted me out when she's going to pick me up. I can bring my makeup to your house. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Philly. We love you. Um, halfway through the season, uh, this is from shock main at shock main on Twitter, who is wonderful. Um, halfway through the season, who do you see in the Stanley cup finals from the West and what would be their largest obstacle to the finals in the East? or I think I presume he means the Bruins, the largest obstacle to finals in the East for the Bruins. Um, and he said that he, sorry, he hasn't uh, answered this, if we've answered this before, because he's a new listener. That's fine. I don't think we have answered really this question. Um, so we appreciate you listening and hope that we can entertain you for a while. Um, 
Lauren, who do you see coming out of the West? Now, I don't want to neglect, for the sake of my friend who is Canadian and doesn't watch enough hockey to know what's going on, but is an Oilers fan. You better look out for us. We were walking out of class because he and I have like the same schedule. You better watch out. Like We've been on a hot streak. To be fair, they have. I'm pretty sure the Oilers just like beat or tied their best point streak in franchise mm-hmm. history after a terrible, terrible start. Um, suddenly, maybe my my Oilers prediction at the beginning of the season isn't so bad. I still don't think but, they're going to come uh, out of the West. I, but, Lauren, what do you think? Who's going to come out of the West? Well, it's not how you start. It's how you finish, right? Um, so, Vancouver. It has to be Vancouver. Or, depending on if... Uh, I think for Vancouver... It depends on Demko's ability to hold them in in two games. Um, Mm -hmm. But I could also say the same about Winnipeg and Hellebuck. Uh, So I don't don't completely trust this uh, Winnipeg hot streak they have going on. Really? Yeah, I I don't don't buy into it. Um, If they win the Stanley Cup, though, um, I bought into it immediately. And I was always rooting for them. you know, we love the Jets and we're big fans of your work. All, in case any of their moms are say, listening. All I'm going to say is there's going to be a team, there's going to be a, a Stanley Cup, and someone's going to win it. So you can't say that I'm wrong. Unless oh, we have a, a lockout. The kitties. The kitties? Is it time to feed the kitties? Kitties are yelling. I'm out of food for them. Um, yeah, and also if you guys win, um, Nikolai Ehlers, I'm single. Give me a call. Big fan of your work. Um, <laughs> are there places? Are are there places that we can kiss there? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I will say, okay, so I agree. I I do think that Vancouver will come out. Jets are up there for me you know with Kyle Connor back Connor Hellebuck I think currently being the odds on Vezina trophy winner um just look good um and I think that they have a good chance uh that said dark horse pick for me is the Kings if they can get back to the form they were at earlier in the season and they can grow from this slump they've been in and they have been in a slump honestly they got until like the 11th or 12th of the year before they won in 2024 um and are currently sitting at yeah they're one five and four in their last 10 and they're currently sitting at four in the pacific um but they're a dark horse pick for me if they can come back and get their shit together um cam talbot has looked good i think if pierre luke dubois can fit into the system better the way he was earlier i think it's good um but for me, I think it's the Canucks. I just think they've looked the most consistent, the most powerful. Um, and I think they'll be hard to beat. Lauren, who do you see in the East right now as the biggest obstacle for the Boston Bruins? If we were, no matter where we get seated, wherever we end up, who do you see as our biggest concern? For the mental aspect of it, I don't know how mentally tough this team is, so I'm going to go with Florida. I was um, actually about to say, I hate to repeat history, I, th- I I don't even know if it's the mental part. I think it's Florida because I think they mm-hmm. are like they were th- last year, but 
but better. Um, in my opinion. But um, if we do end up playing Florida at some point, uh, you can count on me to be a Bob hater. Yes, we can. So. Um, the, the good news is, based on the way the standings are shaking up, knock on wood, doesn't look like we would hit them in the first round. Can I see yeah. us hitting them pretty, uh, you know, a good chance of us hitting them later on? Yes. Um, and I think that'd be a really fun series. And, and again, for... I, my hate for Florida, I hate for Florida is very recent. I don't have a hate yeah. for the cats. Um, just in general, it still hurts. I'm, I'm still stung by it, but I think they're a fun team to play against. And if we have mm-hmm. to be eliminated at some point in time, would I hate for it to be them? Not, not as much as I would hate for it to be the Maple Leafs, you know, not as much as I, I would hate for it to be the fucking Penguins. Uh, I would hate for it to be New York because I don't want to have to hear it from that. Sophia. Yes, I would. You hate would hear for it. it to be New York. I would hear it, and it would be the worst experience in my life. So I hope. Uh, so it, Sophia, it, it is. I hope they get bounced in the first round. Well, let's say it is funny that neither of us said the, the Bruins' largest obstacle was the Rangers, who are currently sitting at the top of the Metro and have struggled as of late. And honestly, I'm on Rangers Twitter because of a few friends that I have over there. They're imploding. They're freaking out. Um, They're not happy with uh, Shesterkin. They're not happy with their goaltending. They're not happy with Keandre Miller and Adam Fox. They're not happy with their top six. They're not happy with their bottom six. Um, They are fighting for their lives. Yeah, and I think uh, just just get, calm down. Everything's fine. To 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 our Rangers fans out there, you get into slump sometimes. It's okay. Your team is good. Like it's fine. Um. Yes, hundred percent. Uh. So. But beyond that, I think it's going to be a really exciting playoffs. Um, you know, I think that for, for us as Bruins fans last year, it was pretty, it was weird going into the playoffs. I think we had, you know, hubris. It was too much confidence. We were like, these aren't going to be an exciting playoffs until maybe the end of it. Um, and that made it hurt all the more, but I feel like going into this one, now that we faced adversity, we've continued to improve and we've seen a lot of our players step up. I think it will be even more exciting because it feels more meaningful, um, and it just, I think that it's its more exciting in that sense. Across the board, I think the teams are closer. You know, we saw us beat the Avs yesterday. The Avs are a phenomenal team. Um, so you see that there's a lot of competition happening. So I think that there's, you know, the top, like, four teams in the NHL right now, they were talking about, like, the Bruins were top of the NHL at the beginning of the evening yesterday, and then they are no longer at the top of the NHL at the end of the evening. So these top teams are really close and can make for a really exciting playoffs. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Shockmate also asked if, if Fabian Lysel is any good. Yes. I think he is. I don't know what's Warren, going on there. there there's I, there's yeah. gotta be a there's gotta be a bigger story down there because I I don't get it. Yeah. I think he's been fine every time we've seen him. I like in Providence he's been He's been like actually he's been, he looks he's has looked pretty good recently, right. um, so I I don't know I I don't know what what's going on with him. Yeah, I don't I do think that, and we've heard sort of rumblings 
I don't mean like we, we're not fucking insiders, but um, hashtag insider. Hashtag insider, but like we've heard, you know, other sources, all of us have collectively, not just us on this podcast, you know, rumblings about is there some animosity about not being, not playing in the big leagues? Um, Is there some frustration there? Uh, And is that impacting the way things are playing out? Maybe. Um, I, I can't sit here. I think he's a great player. I don't know if he'll stay with the Bruins for a whole lot longer, but I think he has the opportunity to be a great player elsewhere. And that's okay with me or on the Bruins. I'm fine with it either way. I want to see young players succeed and be in places where they can succeed. And so if it's not with the Bruins, if he's not happy here, they're not happy with him. I'm okay with him moving somewhere where he can, he can see that sort of success um, because I think he has a lot of talent. Um, Another question that we got was from Jake Brower uh, at Jake Brower on uh, Twitter on a scale from spaghetti to rotini. How would you grade pasta's hat trick last night? Well, Lauren, first, what's your favorite pasta shape? Hmm. I have mine I, far and above. I'm a big like fettuccine Alfredo person, so oh, really? I think yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Let me let me rephrase. What's your favorite pasta shape? Like the just the shape you like oh, fettuccine. Like shape, shape? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Not a shape. Yeah. That's a really boring. No, I mean, like the type of pasta. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some people, rigatoni or spaghetti is another form Um, of the pasta. I like uh, the Christmas present shape pasta that we got for Christmas. That's my favorite shape of pasta. That's awesome. That's one of the best things you've ever said on this show. That was phenomenal. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I was already like, I was like disappointed in myself that I was going to, I wasn't going to refer to it by its actual name. And I was just going to say the little shells. Like I like the tiny little shells. Um, and that I, that I didn't have like the Italian name for it. And then you come out with Christmas present shaped pasta. Um, mm-hmm. really took me out. Um, not a lie was said. It was the coolest pasta but- ever. Like it literally, like as soon as it, as the water, like. The presents got huge. Haven't you it seen that? Have you seen the uh, the the dick pasta? You know, the one shaped like little dicks. I have seen the dick pasta. Yeah, I think there's also boob. I pasta. always wanted to get it. Yeah, breast pasta, if you will. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, screaming, crying, throwing up. Um, but pasta's hat trick was sick. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. Sexy. Oh, it was beautiful. He, he deserved it. Like so, Jake. So, Jake, if for you, if rigatoni is the top, babe, it was rigatoni. It was awesome. Loved it, and it was funny that Charlie Coyle was the one who passed him the puck at the last minute for the empty netter. Um, and they mentioned about uh, one of them said like paying. It was payback for when Pasta had an opportunity to score an empty netter, and he passed it to Coyle for his first um, career hat trick. So, it was uh, cool to see. Does it- uh, Does that not say rotini? Okay, or rotini. <laughs> what do you Just you the insert you of said, you, you said you looked at me in the eyes and you said your favorite shape of pasta was Christmas present shape pasta. <laughs> yeah, okay. who wouldn't? Okay. Who right, doesn't well, like Christmas got, presents? There's pumpkins. Got, th- there's a lot of shapes of pasta. We 
I need you to stop. Um, we. <laughs> oh wait, before we should talk about Lauren. What are your thoughts on the All Star jerseys? <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> they're ugly. Um, I don't like them. I I see what they were going Tell me for. How you really feel. Um, do you? Yeah, I, I don't. will. Um, well, they were going for serving UG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've looked at them a lot more, and now th- now that I have like seen what they're actually gonna look like instead of like the drawing thing. Um, the only thing that really pisses me off is the nameplate. The names because the I think that's yep. ugly as hell. It looks so bad. Oh my god! Yeah, if you guys haven't the, looked, it's it's all in lowercase. I'm pretty sure too. Yeah, if you haven't, if you guys haven't looked up the mockups, if you're not on Twitter, mom, um, look up the all star goalies, goalies, all star jerseys. <laughs> I said girlies, goalies. I'm gonna look up the all star goalies. Yeah, I'm Lauren will. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Lauren's entire yeah. internet search history. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I um, they're not good. I actually really despise them. Um, so that's my take on the matter. I think they're ugly as fuck, especially because I really liked last year's jerseys. Um, we did have a couple people on Twitter uh, who responded and and had some questions for us. Um. <laughs> One was Shockmane saying to Jacob Lauko that if he has any questions, he should send them to us. Lauko, if you want to come on the pod, you're always welcome. Um, we love we would love to have you on, talk about grapes or whatever. Um, but uh, Shockmane also I, I don't I think it's because I tweeted about Miller Lights earlier. Forgot to put on the form. Can you get Miller Lights at Trader Joe's? I don't think you can. They're too no no basic. You it's only like craft stuff. At Trader Joe's. I don't go to Trader Joe's enough to, to say, but I don't think so. Um, and Lauren, a big Bruins energy on Twitter, said, what do the Bruins need to take down the Jets in the finals? Look, we said it. I can see the Jets coming out of the West. I really can. And I can see the Bruins coming out of the East. That would be a crazy matchup. It would be a... a just honestly, if you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would never have said those two teams. Those two teams would have been some of the last that I would say as being the the final two. Maybe one of them, but both of them feels impossible. Yeah. I don't know. And the Devils are I, still winning the Stanley Cup, so. I, okay. Um, I also like the idea of a Stanley Cup we've never seen before. Obviously, with the Knights, mm-hmm. we've been able to see it a couple times. Um, but if a couple of more established teams, um, not that I mean the Jets are established if you want to, that's sort of a, a liberal use of that word, but, um, that's you not know, the right it, use it's, of that word. it's, you know, what's funny. Neither of us said coming out of the West said the Knights. Yeah. Cause they fell off once their goalie got hurt. I don't know if they fell off. Logan Thompson looked pretty good yesterday against the Rangers. The Rangers looked bad, to be fair. I watched that game. They did not look good. Um, the, the, here's my thing about the Rangers. And I'm sorry, Rangers fans that are listening to this. I don't think they have heart. Like, they gave up after, like, the first goal. I don't know. And, and I, this is a hypocritical take for me because I don't know if the Bruins have the mental toughness. I don't know if the Rangers have the mental toughness to go far. Whereas, like, I look at a team like Colorado who, who 
I know if you guys were watching Nessa and they talked a lot about it, has been a team that has been able to come back. We watched them come back from two down um, and mm-hmm. compete with us. I don't know if some of these teams can do that. I don't know if the Rangers can do it. I don't know if the Bruins can do it. Um, that, that, that was the thing like that was all that matters too. Right. Like it doesn't that's... matter how good you are. Mm-hmm. Like, like you have to get there. Yes, obviously. But if you learn nothing from last, last year, it's that if, if you want it enough and you're able to get everybody to buy in, I'll say it again. I'll sound like a broken record. I don't fucking care. You will come out successful. Mm-hmm. If you want it more than the other yeah, team, I mean, you will win. We look, it's the same kind of mental toughness that I think Florida had to be able to come in as a wild card spot, not only come back from a 3 1 deficit in your first round, but then to kind of manhandle or woman handle. Um, the other, <laughs> Lauren didn't see me, just I went, I put up my fist. I went like this. Um, they really tore apart the other teams. And I just think it's because they wanted it more and they believed in themselves and they bought into their system. Um, And so I think that that's what's stopping the Knights, who are still a very good team, the Rags, who are still a very good team, could stop the Bruins. It could stop the Canes. Um, But I think some of those Western teams, the Canucks, the Jets, the um, uh, Avalanche, even the Stars, Stars less so, but the other three, and I mean, even like those lower wild card spots, the Coyotes, um, maybe the Flames, maybe the Kings. I can see those. Sometimes you have to when you're at the bottom. It clearly can give you a strength that that other teams don't have because you know you have to prove yourself. Um, so I think that that is what it it could take. Um, your tweet is hilarious. Uh. Um, I'll repost. Uh, but I those are the questions I got on mine. Um, and those are all the questions I think that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, there was one so. other. There was one oh. other one that I'm pretty sure we had. Hold on. Maybe we didn't. Um, those are all of our questions, I guess. Um, I. Lauren, do you have any uh, other thoughts you want to share with the group? Anything you want to talk about? If you haven't tried blue wine, I think that you should really no, try blue wine. Not do it. Don't do it. I'm drinking it right now. This is not sponsored. Yeah, and she's looked really happy while she's been drinking it. I can tell from the grimace on her face after every sip. It's just a little funky. It's a little yeah um so have a great day (laughs) (laughs) um yeah what lauren said um shout out all of you we love you so dearly your support and kindness continues to mean everything to us um please interact with us on twitter talk to us about Talk to us about your friends. Talk to your friends about us. You can talk to us about your friends, I guess. I don't know. I like talking to people. Um, But regardless, we love you all so dearly. All in a beautiful day's work. We'll see you next Monday, bitches.